What's going on, everybody? Devor Havoc Shake and G Money. This is the Not for Debate podcast. Uh, we are live on Facebook and on YouTube. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and also other major streaming platforms. <clears throat> Today, this evening, we're going to do the format a little bit differently. I know we talked about this leading up to this evening as far as breaking down two divisions this evening we got the afc north and we have the afc east this evening and we're going to have an extra an extra pod that is going to be this tuesday which is going to break down the afc south and the afc west just just for a heads up but havoc glad yeah. to have you back we missed you back. from the last pod good to be back you know had to had to go upstate, recharge the battery, back at it. Okay. Did you want? Uh, did you want to say anything in specific that you uh, that you did? Uh, first of all, just leaving the city is 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 enough. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it was like one of them. Uh, it was it was it was something like it was it was bougie camping. It was bougie camping. It was camping with Wi Fi. You know, they set you up <laughs> with a nice little thing upstate, nice little cabin. <laughs> You got, you know, you, you got the Wi-Fi, you got the amenities, all that type of stuff. Because I, you know, a lot of people like camping, like being out in nature. I tend to just want to leave the animals alone. Uh, we've, we've we've taken up quite enough space as it is. Just let the animals have their space. But uh, it, was, it was a good time. Good to get out of the city for, for a little while. As, uh, you know, a lot of people have been locked down for a whole... A whole year at this point so it's, it's, it's just good to get out for a second that's definitely what's up man yeah uh, recharging the batteries is always good you could actually tell in the person's voice when he was like had to get away for a second i like yeah. to call it a mental a, a mental day you have to you have to take it <laughs> you have to take it man i mean i need actually i considering how last year when i should take a mental year but uh <laughs> hey man we back out it that's what's up man um that's dope brother i did i last the last pod uh wednesday we kind of voiced our opinion on the coming to america 2 movie i know you were absent i want i know that was probably one of your biggest movies that you were looking forward to uh over the over the course of the 2020 season so before we before we hop into our afc east breakdowns Go ahead and uh, voice your opinion on the on the coming to America two movie. So first things first, you know the thing that made Eddie Murphy great in the eighties was the fact that he was in serious movies that had funny parts in it. Think about it. Coming to America is actually a pretty serious story with a lot of funny parts. Uh, Forty eight hours, kind of, kind of a serious movie with funny parts. Beverly Hills Cop, more fun, but you, you get the drift that I'm getting with. Yeah, um, he's he's trading places. He's, yeah. Trading places, exactly. He's real good at movies that need that have heart, and you can get a good laugh as well. Like that's Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, I said Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that that's Eddie Murphy's sweet spot, man. It's it's the movies that got heart, they got story, and he knows how to add his funniness to it, his his comedic mm-hmm. genius to it. And I feel There's like a coming. Yeah, but in this 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 movie, man, this movie didn't they they did they did in my opinion. They didn't really care much about the storyline. They didn't really care much about the character development. Like, I still know the McDowells. You know what I mean? Like, I've been, that movie had Samuel L. Jackson 
as a bit player, like the past, <laughs> like the first one. You know what I mean? Like this, like the the whole storyline with her and in the Soul Glow uh, Empire and him and Simi coming to America. It, it was just an amazing movie. They just had so much detail with the characters, and I feel like in the sequel, hey man, they gave you all the laughs, they gave you all the nostalgia. Uh, if that's what you're hoping for, then you got that. Uh, they, they weren't really trying to give you too much more else. And the dude that played his son, I was not too fond of. And I will leave it at that. I, I, I could definitely agree with the not liking the son in the movie because he had such a great cast of actors. And yeah. like you went from Wesley Snipes, had Michael Blackson, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Trevor Noah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tracy Morgan, Morgan, Tiana Taylor, John Amos was back in there. James Earl Jones was back in there. And then, and then we get this no name guy, which by the way, I did a little bit of research. He's from my area. So he gets a little bit of respect from me after the fact, but I felt like we could have went, maybe, maybe we could have went with a dude. I forgot what his name is. Um, I don't know any, none of y'all watch power. Do you watch power G money? Yeah, yeah, of course I watched Power. Okay. You're talking about the guy that plays Kane? No, Andre. Andre. Oh, Andre. Okay, Andre, yeah. He was in the movie. He was the, he was the one that was supposed to marry mm-hmm. Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy's daughter at the beginning. I don't, I, I don't think that would work because he doesn't – this guy, the kid that they got, he kind of favors Eddie a little bit, at least the, the skin complexion. I don't think Andre would have worked, but I get, I get your point. His acting would have been better. Well, I, that, was, that was just an example. If we were just going to go with uh, – a, a, better known actor than what we got with you, you know I, I don't even think you need a better known actor i just i just think you just needed like the son could have played the role of the straight man so to speak and everyone else could have got their thing off to off you know kind of bouncing off him playing it in a in a more straight way right but the the, the problem I, the problem is man and it's like i said the character development, the story, it it didn't really, it it just didn't hit right, you know. Like, mm-hmm. think about think about the last movie where you got to see uh, their busted ass apartment in Queens, their first apartment. You got to see the 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 dusty sidewalks. You got to see the barber shop, the community center, the McDowell's. You got to get the feel. And maybe uh, Eddie didn't think that that type of comedy would work in today's climate. Well, but the but the thing is, the original coming to America, although it has a lot of funny parts, it's actually it a, yeah, it's movie, actually yeah. not. If you take him out of it, it's not like if you take the barbershop scene out of coming to America, it's like a mildly funny movie. But it's still like a very good, well written movie because it has like real characters and, and character development. For one example, when uh, Lisa McDowell goes outside after the party at her house when she realizes right. she doesn't want to marry the Soul Glow guy, and uh, you know, uh, Prince Akeem's out there talking about Nietzsche, and she's like, "Oh, what type of uh, you know, guys are talking about Nietzsche and blah 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 blah." Like that's what I'm talking about, like real dialogue. And this man, this was it, it kind of, in my opinion, it feels like they were writing the movie as they were making it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like they was just, hey, let's just let's just get some laughs and get up out of here. Let's 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 get these laughs, let's get this check, and let's get up out of here. Now, luckily, they had Tracy Morgan, they had Leslie Jones up in there. You know, give mm-hmm. y'all some laughs, but like I, I don't even I don't even know the son's name. I don't <laughs> I just watched the movie and I don't know the son's name. And I know all the names of all the characters in Coming to America, which came out over 30 years ago. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
I felt like you was just you was you you was I've been holding that get, in. Get this off your chest for I, I guess this last last episode. I'm assuming Coming to America is, is my favorite movie of all time by far. It is the perfect my movie. Too. In my opinion, it is a perfect movie. And I'm okay if the sequel ain't as good as the original, but the the sequel didn't have heart. That's the issue. I, I have, have, you, have you heard? It's going to be a part three. Well, they they're talking about a part three. Please get someone different to write it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please, please. Oh well, my goodness gracious! Please. Let me say my piece real quick. Well, the thing about that is number one, uh, the 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 one the people that did uh, wrote coming to America is one who wrote also wrote Trading Places, mm-hmm. and him and him and Eddie Murphy. Had a falling out, so I doubt they're going to be writing oh. any coming to America's anytime soon. Yeah, they were. They were on now, I think. Yeah, and uh, secondly, I think this coming to America wasn't about character development. It was just about answering questions about about the, the what happened with the princess, what happened with this. I think it was more about answering questions and follow ups versus building the story because the story was already built. Mm. So that's you know- how I feel about that. You know, if they were going to go that direction, they might as well have just just ordered five episodes, and then just and just and just made it and just made it like a like a like a mini like a coming to America mini series. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you weren't trying to do the story development and all that type of stuff, just just do a little five pack. Yeah, and and, and the thing about it too is remember, uh, I think now that you said that about A. Murphy, I think uh, I think of Chris Tucker because I think Chris Tucker followed did everything that Eddie Murphy did. Um, starting with the stand-up, starting in Friday, and then, like you said, serious movies like Money Talks. Um, mm. what's the, uh, Fifth like, Element. Fifth yeah, Element. Fifth, but just well, Fifth Element was his first movie, right? Having, having funny yeah, roles. So. Yeah. After, after Friday, of course. No, no, Friday was the first movie. No, Friday, yeah, you're right. Friday was the first. Okay, so had... fr- it went Friday, then Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Rush Hour, and then, yeah. Yeah, the money talks mm. and all that's money, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Okay, money. I know money talks came after rush hour. I remember him uh talking about rush hour and then money talks on Shannon Sharp's podcast. That's how I kind of know that off the top of my head right now. Okay, uh, and then you lastly, know- I'm gonna say, I'm gonna lastly, I'm gonna say that um, coming to America, one thing that the, the part the one part one was better than part two is yes, part one had a lot of uh, it had an all star cast. But at the time of the movie, it was being filmed. There were no names, so there were mm-hmm. a lot more hungry and ambitious actors. Versus now that they're already set, they're not really that invested in trying to put a good on, put on a better performance. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could, I could see that. Like they were like Arsenio Hall was hungry to establish himself. You know, Eddie Murphy was hungry. That's the first time they let Eddie Murphy do a hundred characters. You know, like in the first one. But I honestly, for me, the natural progression of coming to America was actually the Nutty Professor movie. When um, you know, that little that 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 uh the dinner scene where he played everybody at the dining room table. That's yeah, the natural yeah. evolution of coming to America. That's uh-huh. like well, you know what? That, was, that was an actual story with funny parts in it. Like that's the Eddie Murphy formula. And for me, all you gotta do is just just get the story right. Eddie Murphy gonna handle the funny part. And that's what mm-hmm. disappointed me about the movie was all you had to do was just write the get the story right. Eddie Murphy can handle the funny, but if it's just all funny all the time, then there, there, there's not enough balance, and you end up with Beverly Hills Cop three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
It still wasn't an awful movie. I still think no. it was okay for what it was, but it wasn't awful. It was it was okay, but when you got the people they got for that movie, if here's my here's my thing. If you got that much talent and the movie's okay, somebody messed up. Mm-hmm. That's too much talent. That's too much mm-hmm. talent to have an okay movie. See, I can, and, 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 I can agree with that 1,000%. Hmm. There's two types of movies, man, in my opinion. that are good. You have good movies, and then you have good movies with rewatchable, uh, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think coming to America, I, I, I could rewatch it here and there, but it's not like coming to America one was like, damn, I have, uh, what do I feel like watching? I, what the hell? I just put on coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. You can watch that over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 It's one of those, man. I feel like I've, I've seen that movie at least once a year, my entire life. When I'm cleaning my room, I have it on as the background noise. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't that pressed. I, I'm not that pressed. But uh, Havoc, I'm glad you decided to get that off your chest. Like I said, I'm pretty sure you was itching, yeah, to to to, to voice your opinion on that. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and continue with our free agency breakdowns. Well, obviously, we're doing the AFC East and the AFC North, but we're gonna start off with the AFC East, uh, kicking it off with the New York Jets with a two and fourteen record. Uh, you guys are too familiar with the head coach end up being fired. They're bringing a new guy, Robert Sala. The defense ex-defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, a lot of questions, a lot of lack of talent and questions on the New York Jets. They're currently sitting with $70 million in cap space. I guess my first question would be: Sam Darnold, is he staying or is he going? Staying. I think he's staying. What I mean, what can they do? Uh, I yeah. I mean. I could see him staying because he's mostly because he's still on his rookie contract. I could see him staying and, and then and them kicking the tires on him, see what he's got with the new administration. Uh, but I don't know. It's not like I don't think Sam Tano's forgotten how to play football, but the Jets have not been a good destination. For him. Yeah, yeah. They have not been a good destination for a young quarterback. Hmm. I don't okay. know if the Jets go ahead. I think the Jets is a good team. Uh, they were just poorly coached last year. Um, so the defense did really well under Greg Williams. It's just that uh, offensive head coach um, was terrible. That's pretty much. Wait, it. hold on, hold on. That. Did you did you just say the Jets are a good team? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, Shake. While you elaborate on that, I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy this cookie right here. So I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> And I'm gonna let you elaborate on how you think the Jets are a good team, regardless of who the head coach is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you out there, but you got to explain that. I'm, I'll be more than happy to. Number one, last year none of the receivers they had were were, were healthy. They 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 kept it was a multiple shuffle of the receivers, and the final end last game they beat the Rams and they beat another team when all three of the receivers came together. Their defense has always been solid. It's unfortunately the coach, uh, their head coach kept throwing bubble screens and running on third and long. If you know, and we're Dolphin fans. You know what I'm talking about, Havoc. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> the, uh, the the players didn't respect him. The You know what I'm saying? You had Jamal Adams out here 
talking trash about him. You know what I mean? Just even taking shots of the owner so he can get the hell out of the New York Jets. So I think Adam Gase, uh, nobody wanted to play for him. So now that you have a good, uh, a better head coach, a way better head coach than Adam Gase, I think the Jets are going to be a formidable team next year. And you could, you could book this. And, and by the way, uh, do what you do and, and cut this out, okay? Uh, I want to <laughs> replay this. Wait, hold on, hold on, Go hold ahead. on. So the Jets are going to be better than Buffalo and New England and Miami? No, I, I know I, I, I didn't say they were a, a Super Bowl team. Now, don't don't get it twisted. But I, but they were better than what they were last year, for sure. Two and fourteen. It, okay. That's they, they're an interesting team. Actually, when I when I think of their 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 past head coach, I I think about Jimmy Johnson, but for a different reason. I don't know if Jimmy Johnson was the greatest X's and O's coach, but he was a master of personnel management. Like he mm-hmm. knew how to treat stars like stars. He knew how to treat role players like role players. He just knew how to treat people. And from what I've seen from Adam Gase's track record, at some yeah. point the bottom falls out. And yeah. just like he the, the the coaches don't really respect him. We saw that this year with Greg Williams. Greg Williams was basically Greg Williams has basically got the tape, the tape measure out in Adam Gase's office. Trying to trying to measure it up, like oh, he's gonna be out here in like two weeks or so, measuring up his office, all that. You know what I mean? Like you can't have you can't have coaches below you undermining you publicly and letting mm-hmm. it slide. So at, at some point, I, especially in the modern NFL, man, a lot of it, some of it's a lot of it's X and O's, but a lot of it is just personal management, being able to, uh, you know, not would say keep guys in line, but uh, at the bare minimum, have guys respect you. All right, G Money. Yeah. Uh, Last thing, G Money. I'm gonna say it to you in a language that you can understand. Chip Kelly. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hey, 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 Devore. You done with your cookie? Go in, man. Because I want to hear what you got to say. (laughs) Defend your boy, Adam Gase. I actually had like a little quarter left, but I I sat here, was listening patiently, trying to understand where Shake was coming from with this, but. Again, it all comes back down to talent. Now, I think the leading receivers for the New York Jets last year was Braxton Barrios and and and, and Jamison Crowder. They were both sitting with like what thirty three catches, something like that. Denzel so, Mims. So Denzel yeah. Mims, he was he he was hurt he was in and out, out of, in, in and out of the lineup. So I don't even think he caught a touchdown last year. So I, I expect him to make a big contribution in year two. But when I look at the Jets and by by Shake making this dumbass bold prediction, I'm sorry, Shake. That was dumb, sorry, what, what are you hey. saying? What are you saying? Like I, I, I didn't say they were going to win the division. I just said I, they were going to be a better you, team. You're saying they're a good team. Oh, okay. The way you that you came out, it's not like they were going to win. That's the division. a problem. That, that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the exact same thing I told you to, told you about G Money and the Philadelphia Eagles. You have oh, you have six divisional games which one of those six divisional games do you see the new york jets winning i think they could beat the dolphins and the patriots oh! once oh! the dolphins and the patriots once once just once they split it you don't, I don't think know, so i don't know man the, 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 so? the, the dolphins laid it down on the jets pretty 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 tough this season man they, they laid it down the jets pretty tough this season 
I, I get you, but they they have a let off every every year. Every year they lose to a team that they shouldn't lose to. So it might yeah. happen. I mean, get, they're gonna get spanked. And you know, I mean, the the Jets couldn't even lose right this season, right? Like they lost all these games, <laughs> thinking they're gonna glide to the number one pick, and then they just go off and win two games at the end of the season and mess up their entire draft board. Like they can't even lose right. Like the head coach they bring up, they brought in. Like I, I think the culture is gonna flip a hundred percent. From Adam mm-hmm. Gates to, to Robert Saleh, but I think that was a solid yeah, move. Uh, but I mean, at a certain point, it's a matter of talent, and you know they had a good 2020 draft. They got some guys, but they don't have they don't have enough. They don't have enough. It's going to yeah. take about two or three off seasons. It's going to take it's going to take a few more off seasons for them to get it together, though. So, so okay, Shake, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have a flow before we move on to the next team. How many wins? Are you predicting the New York Jets to have in 2021? At least no more than no less than I say about six six to four wins. That mm. ain't a good football team. Huh? <laughs> I would say I, 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 I'll say they're not a great they're not a poor football team, but unfortunately, uh, they're they're just gonna have to learn how to play together. This is a new team they're gambling with, but in year two, they're gonna you, you're gonna see a, a massive jump. They're gonna they're gonna be competitive. They're not gonna lose uh, their shirts like the Dolphins did um, uh, their first year under the rebuild. I bet you. I will bet you they will get blown out at least five times in 2021. I'll take that bet. We'll, yeah, from we'll, we'll, from we'll, what Shake is uh, projecting, from what Shake is projecting, they're gonna go up the second year, and in the third year, they're gonna be a great team. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. Or no? Much. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got yeah. it right. I, okay. Yeah. I can see them winning at least six games. No, so you definitely took a shot of that handy tonight because you talking no, bold. I, 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 you talking hella bold. You, you took a shot of that, that Brady handy, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not yet. Not today. <laughs> not today? <laughs> All right. Hold <laughs> Let's on. go ahead and uh, move on to the New England Patriots, right? So last year, a 7-9 and nine record. We were expecting Cam Newton to come in for the New England Patriots and light it up. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. Uh, currently sent with $56 million in cap space. Uh, Cam Newton ended up just getting re-signed by the New England Patriots to a one-year $14 million deal. But $9 million, $9 million of that contract is all due to extended. Um, $2 million is due to a signing signing bonus, and $1.5 of that money is, is fully guaranteed. So... Looking at the New England Patriots, do you think Cam has something left in the tank to make the New England Patriots competitive? Go ahead, Abby, man. I, I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, not, not really, because he didn't have much in the tank last season. <laughs> and, I mean, he had a bottom five, like bottom five of the league wide receiving core on top of that. So you got a guy who's not – the greatest thrower and you give him no one to really throw to uh in i don't i don't know how much of an improvement the new england wide receivers core is going to make this year i mean look the patriots are, are at a place that nfl teams hate to be in seven and nine and nine and seven that's where they're at right now and you know this whole cam newton thing it, it'll it'll keep them afloat but in the long term it's actually not doing them any favors uh they'd be better off well, I'm not going to tell them what they should be better off doing. I'm just going to say, uh, you know, 
Cam Newton in, in, in his prime had, could do a little bit more than Cam Newton right now. The Cam Newton right now, you know, it, it's it's not it's not what it used to be. And when you don't have the supporting cast around him, it's I mean, this team looks like textbook seven and nine and nine and seven. That's what they look like. Like a well coached team, terrible offense. Decent defense, Bill Belichick coaching them, so you're going to give them maybe an extra one to two wins, and that's where they're at. I completely agree with you. They're, they're, they're a team of mediocrity. They, I don't know what the Cam Newton signing was. Maybe they just figured they couldn't get another quarterback. I'm not sure, but I agree with you. Nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine, they're right in the middle. I think that if they can work on their offense and maybe get a couple of running backs maybe, or some wide receivers. I don't know. I think that they can they can make a jump if they have if they have someone to throw to. But Cam is on the incline, on a decline. Sorry, on a decline. So I don't see him doing anything. All right, shake bold prediction, please. I will. <laughs> First, let me take my sip of my henny. <coughs> Ooh. Nice. You over here coughing like that's the first time you drank this. No, um, anyway, um, (laughs) I just want to give a shout out to Life is a Gamble, a.k.a. Pete. And I I usually don't agree with him. But there's one thing that I saw you retweet. And it'll be hypocritical of me because a lot of things that Tua got a pass on was that he had no training cap in the COVID season. And I think... I'm going to give that same excuse to Cam Newton. Number one, they picked him up uh, uh, way uh, like towards the beginning of the season. He didn't really have an offseason. No, no, no. Like you said, bottom five receivers. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, Tom Brady couldn't win with those receivers. So he's going to have a a full offseason with New England. Um, I think he's going to be a lot healthier and he's going to. have the playbook down a little bit more. I think he's going to be an uh, improvement. I'm not going to say he's going to be Deshaun Watson or, or Patrick Mahomes, but I think you're going to see a, an improvement of this him um, than you were, did last year. That's my prediction. You know, I I, 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 sorry, Shay, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. That's pretty much I just it. want to give a point. That's been the history of the, the, the Patriots. They've never paid for wide receivers. They've always paid on the defensive side. And that's another – greatness to a point to how great Tom Brady was. They've never yeah. had any greatness for wide receivers unless that, you know, that one year where they had uh, yeah, Moss and West yeah. Booker. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait a minute, G-Money, real quick. Let me ask you this. Are you pro Tom Brady? Of course, yeah. What's, what's there to be against? Okay, go ahead. What's there to be against? Oh, we got to get back to that later. What's there to be against all the winning? Like, what's there to be against uh, hey, Tom Brady? Continue, please. <laughs> the greatest winning of he's, a, he's the greatest winner of all time. What are you talking about? What's it to be against them? Please continue. This guy, no, this but, guy is something else, man. You don't like Tom but, Brady, but you love Adam Gase. I don't get this guy. No, but anyway, listen. Here's the thing. One thing I I, I will say is New England doesn't fit a square peg into a round hole. I think one of the one of one of the reasons I like. I think he's going to make improvements is now that there's film on him and now that they know what kind of offense he knows how to run or, or know how to his, his limitations. 
I think they're going to bring in receivers that are going to complement his game versus trying to get him some name brand receivers that don't mesh well with him. So I think that's a, a, a big, I think big part reason why they're going to um, make a, he's going to make a bigger jump. Again, like I, I said, I'm not, he's, I'm not going to say he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, but I think he will see much improvement from him. You know, that's a great point, Shake. That's a great point. I still I, think that's not going to work, but that's a great point. I think I agree with Shake. Uh, maybe you should take more sips of that, Henny. I like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm pretty sure we all agree that the New England Patriots, they add some receivers that give Cam Newton an opportunity. Um, we would see a totally different Cam Newton compared to 2020 where things were a lot a lot limited for Cam. Correct? Yeah. 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 And not just any receivers, any receivers that will complement him. Okay, let's okay. So you got you guys you got Will Fuller, you got Kenny Galladay. Um no, he needs like he needs like um like a Brandon you know, Marshall, maybe. Yeah, like a like a like a in-shape Kelvin Benjamin. Like that's the ideal cam, a guy that can make up for his uh uh some of his accuracy issues. Oh his erratic erraticness and accuracy. Yeah. 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 All right. Next team up is uh, Shake and Havoc's favorite team. They be a little biased when we t- when we talk about the Dolphins, but the Dolphins end up having a ten and six record, surprising the world. Uh, currently sitting with thirty million dollars in cap space. As you know, they end up releasing uh, Kyle Van Noy this this past week. Um, really ain't much to say for the Dolphins except for state state of course, but. Let's just go ahead and just discuss Tua's future for probably for like the millionth time. Where y'all stand on that? I'm gonna go ahead and start with G Money because I I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all tired of hearing that same old sad song from Havoc and, and Shake. Uh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I say ride with him. If okay, so this is my thing. If you can get Deshaun Watson, go for it, go for it. But if you can't, ride with Tua. Just ride with him. I mean, the Dolphins are in an incline. They're doing great. It surprised everybody. 10-6 and six was amazing for the Dolphins to do that. Please don't regress because I hate that. They have one great year and then they go back down. It's like, come on, man. Like, Just keep it going. Just keep it going. Keep that same energy. Keep with the same defense and just keep it going. Like, I, I got faith in the Dolphins. I think they'll be much better hopefully than they, you know. I think they could be more than 10-6 and six next season. Yeah. I mean, when you have a long-term strategy, and this is not just in football, this is an investing in anything. When you have a long-term strategy that's bearing results, there's no need to courts correct. If the overall talent level of the team can increase, they have $30 million in, in, in cap space available. They just released uh, Van Noy. They have considerable draft capital, uh, draft capital this year. They're projected. They're 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 projecting is is only upwards from ten wins. I would say. So for me, you have a long term strategy. You're working the long term strategy. You're getting the you're getting the desired results from your long term strategy. There is no need to course correct. If you increase the talent level, just overall on the team, you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see better results. Um, and, you know, you get, once again, I'm not saying uh, Tua lit the world on fire uh, last season, but I did see enough to say I want to see more. Uh, so for me, 
I say you get some, you know, same thing with same thing we were talking about with Cam. Get some wide receivers out there. Give them some guys to throw the ball to. Uh, you know, it looks like the Dolphins are, are definitely going to invest in uh, upgrading the O line for the, the second straight off season. Hey, man, the defense is there. They, I mean, this, it's not finished, but the defense is pretty much there. If they can make enough improvements on the offense, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come up here and say that you know Buffalo needs to watch their back, but I definitely see the Dolphins, uh, you know, competing to be in the competing to be in the playoffs at 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 bare minimum. Uh, comp- well, you know what? Life. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. Buffalo better watch their back because the Dolphins are they're coming. I hear and, you. And you know what's crazy? I always give th- I always you know talk shit about the Dolphins, but I'm giving them credit. They really surprised me last year. They played great. Mm. Go ahead, Shake. Say your piece, man. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Um... One thing that I, I've been consistent on too is I, I'm not gonna give him a pass. I don't blame his O line. I think his O line did a decent job, and hit the talent around him either. Because at the end of the day, um, I don't think the receivers were that bad, but I think it was a chem- more of a chemistry issue. Um, because if you if you look at his best game, was can I think in my opinion was Kansas City. And it was he was throwing to the backup players. Hold on. <clears throat> okay. Um, That's all right. But anyway, he he was throwing to the backup uh, play receivers, and those were the guys that he had most chemistry with on during the off season. So that kind of, in my opinion, is why I think Tua did so well in that game. I think. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a second year with the players that he was currently playing with, uh, minus Mac Collins. Um, and you know, I think I think Mac chemistry Collins. is gonna is is gonna be a big factor this year. Um, and just like I said with Cam Newton, what's gonna make um, him a better player? Chemistry and um, putting a game plan around him that's gonna help him succeed and grow. Okay, so here's my here's the thing here because you already know I don't sugarcoat when it comes down to the Dolphins win or lose. So <clears throat> those excuses that we hear these Dolphin fans make, I'm not saying you shake, I'm not saying you have it. Tua coming off the hip surgery, I don't want to hear that excuse. I, I definitely that's one of the main excuses I don't want to hear because at the end of the day, you're playing in the NFL. They they felt like you or the the training staff. Come, excuse me. The, the the training staff came out and said you're 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 fully capable to go out there and be active and play with the team. That's what you decided to do. So at that point, that that excuse about the hip injury is out the window. You are just a regular player. That's it. That's just how it works. Because you don't see you don't you don't you don't see critics be like, all right, uh, Tom Brady was hurting at Super Bowl. That's why they lost to the Eagles. No. You came out there, you played a certain way, and you lost. That's just what it is. We don't look at injuries, but for some particular reason, that's what the case is with Tua. And I'm kind of sick of it, to be quite honest with you. I'm really sick of it because, like, we're giving him a pass. You don't don't think that's kind of harsh? Actually, he he largely won when he was uh, playing, but go ahead. It's not harsh, G-Money. At the end of the day, you're getting a check. Millions of dollars. 
to play hundreds of, on, hundreds of thousands. He's on a rookie millions of dollars. <laughs> hundreds of thousands. <laughs> millions. It's a twenty-two million dollar contract. Millions. So you get millions of dollars. You. That's your job. You go out there and play to the best of your ability. If you weren't healthy, you shouldn't have played. That's how I sit back and look at it. And that's with any player in the NFL. That's how it works. So this crap about the hip, I don't want to hear it. Now, when it moving on to the offensive line, because that's an excuse. This is the best offensive line I have probably seen since 2016. So I don't want to hear nothing about we've the had, offensive we've, line. We've had bottom five offensive lines since 2016. That's my point. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> That's my point. This is the best offensive line oh since 2016. That's fact. Now, such a low bar, though. <laughs> it's a very low bar because you're talking about the Miami Dolphins offensive line putting that, if not in 32nd, probably bottom five. So that's how bad the Miami Dolphins offensive line has been. So for you, for people to come out and say, oh, the offensive line is terrible, Mofo, you need to look at 2019. You need to look at 2018 yeah, and really then compare bad. them offensive lines yeah. and then come back and talk to me because I see some pretty terrible offensive lines. Now, going to the, the separation crap that the PFF team came up with and 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 now they want to ride the two of the two of what would what Armando say the two of army want to use now? Not a legitimate source of information. That is not legit. And here's why: because the Miami Dolphins for years have had problems with separation. Just 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 looking at it from the times where the Miami Dolphins have played the New England Patriots in New England, we have struggled in man-to-man coverage, especially when Devontae Parker is not there. So now with with Tua in the lineup, now it's oh we the receivers can't separate. Uh, we, Tua Tua had had to throw in tight windows all the time. Again, I don't want to hear it because these are the exact same problems. These are the exact same problems that have that have that have plagued the Miami Dolphins over the past several years. You, you know what? You know what? You yes. know what? I'm gonna put myself on mute because I know Havoc's gonna go in. So go ahead, man. Go ahead. So first of all, you, number one, you brought up two problems that have plagued this team over the past, let's say, half decade or so. That's the offensive line, the wide receivers. Now, we consistently fall short. I would say the past half decade uh, in regards to those two those two factors, among other factors. I mean, in 2019, we had Taco Charleston and Charles Harris starting football games. That being said, we have to understand. And I, and I understand from a financial standpoint how much emphasis there is on the quarterback because they make more than anybody else on the entire team. But in the in the larger context of things, and I've said this over and over and over again, people don't want to listen, so I'm going to keep saying it until they finally get it. I don't want to go have to go to Home Depot and get a drill so I can put it inside your head. If you want to <laughs> win in the playoffs, you need a whole-ass team. I agree because this this, yeah, this whole yeah. this 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 whole oh we're gonna get a couple guys we're gonna make it work. Guess what happens when you get guys who can make it work? When you get to the playoffs, it don't work anymore. It don't work anymore. So <laughs> you know it it doesn't take much to to consistently upgrade your team at every level and then build toward success. Because four years ago, the Cleveland Browns were the Cleveland Browns, and this past year, the Cleveland Browns were a game away from the champion from the NFC Championship game. 
So if you have a strategy that's working, work the strategy. That's all you got to do. So if I'm the Miami they, they don't have they don't have a whole last team. Strategy. They don't have a whole last team. They didn't have hey. they didn't have no team in 2019. And 2020, they they squeezed they, 10 wins off that team. That's like squeezing. Exactly. Hold, hold, that, hold that thought, hold that thought again that, about the Browns that, because that, we're like going we to get to the Browns. Out of one orange. I mean, we, honestly. We're we going to get to the Browns. We're going to get to the Browns. <laughs> but go back go back to the Dolphins. I'm not disagreeing with you Come on, on the fact that we need a whole last team. Now we get to Deshaun Watson. That's a different story. But – no, it's not. Why not? Why not? It's the same story. It's the same story. It's a difference. You act like I'm saying, all right, trade away the whole offensive line and put in bums Hold in on there and let him play. The Houston, Texans, not- the Houston Texans won four <laughs> games last year with Deshaun Watson. With hey, Deshaun Watson. I, wait, you're not sold on him? You're, you're not sold on no, Deshaun I'm Watson? Sold on him. I'm sold on him. I'm saying you need a whole ass team. This whole, we're just going to bring a guy in and give him insufficient parts around him, and he's going to make it work. This whole eight, what he's going to make it work. Doesn't work in the playoffs. What is insufficient? Matt Collins as your boundary receiver, and and and, and, I, and slot, I keep telling you that was circumstantial because we were hurt. That's why he played. So and then our you best wide receiver, Preston, Montaigne, you're good. Second he's half of the season, field. and our he's alleged, alleged second best receivers. wide receiver is hurt. <laughs> The entire second half of the season since he's coming the league, so this 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 whole oh, we just got to add one guy and it's gonna oh, it's all gonna work out. Impossible, impossible. If if we stick okay. with Tua, so if you I miss agree with you a thousand percent because it seems like you guys need to put that pacifier in their mouth, in his mouth, and have things work. Now, if you bring in a Deshaun Watson, because <laughs> currently right now. With the offensive line that we had, clearly we made it. We made a trade to get the tackle from the Titans, Isaiah Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. going to solidify that right side. I don't That's see a flyer. That's a flyer. Dude. It is a flyer. I agree with you. It is a flyer. Yeah. Which is going. He, but he still was a first round pick, and this was just a year ago. Ooh, so you, I I, 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 I'm gonna make how many a times we gonna play this? How many times we gonna play this? He was a first round pick game. We gonna play it as many, how many times, times we have. How many to. times we gonna play? We gonna was a first play round it pick as game. many times today if we have to. Yeah, right. he Last was a first seen, round the flyer on. That was three teams ago. So, uh, you know, it's you, you can't you can't double down on a flyer, bro. You can't. What? Hey, he, recent hey, history tells you that. I, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, when I look, when I sit down and I look at the trade, I'm like, damn, how you, how you not be able to, you know, contribute to Derrick Henry's success, really? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's one thing I do pay close attention to. And also, look what he got traded for. I feel like I know this is probably a topic conversation for a different day, but I think there's something underlying with him that the Dolphins don't know yet. That's why they, he ended up going for like a, a swap in seven-round seven picks. That's just my opinion. From what I understand, but, it's off-the-field stuff with him. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. there's something underlying with him off the field that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably why they was like, oh, we can give this mofo away for pennies. Here you go. You can have – we just give you your seven-round seven pick back. We just we just want to be done with him. That's 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 like there's something going on with that dude that hasn't came out yet. That's my bold prediction. But mm-hmm. going back, to, but going back to Deshaun Watson though, like you take 
like like uh like like King Pop Mac podcast said, be sure to go check out his channel. M- great Miami Dolphins content, by the way. Yeah, you had Deshaun Watson to these this exact same team. You win two more games. I again, I keep telling you, I guarantee you, we beat we beat the Chiefs. I guarantee you, we beat the Broncos, and I guarantee you, we beat the Bills. And you can say what you want about. You you can say what you want. You can say what you want about that last game against the Buffalo Bills. But just remember, we forced the turnover at the beginning of the game. And what did we get? A field goal. <laughs> Are you talking about the game where Matt Barkley threw for 500 yards? Hey, it's a totally different game if you put a, if you if you put a touchdown on, on the board. Now. It's on. a totally different game. So we could go on coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But at the end of the day, I haven't seen Matt Barkley put up Matt. We forced Josh Allen to make a mistake (laughs) in the first quarter, and we were put in perfect field position to score, and we came away with a field goal. And Mm. and to be honest with you, I'm not sure if it was a field goal, but if it wasn't, that's even worse. But those are those type of situations that Tua was put in, and he could not capitalize on those situations. Right, right. So, yeah. like I like I keep saying, 18 terno- take takeaways for the Miami Dolphins defense, and you couldn't capitalize on that? We should have been blowing teams out, especially the Kansas City Chiefs, where you forced these mofos. Six, they had six turnovers. Patrick Mahomes threw three picks. They fumbled the ball two times, and you still couldn't put up more than 30 points. That's all I'm saying. Here's the big picture. Here's the big picture. Hold on, hold on. Let me say something real quick. Okay. Last thing. You expected a rookie quarterback to do I don't want to hear that. the hey, check. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. I'm talking now, motherfucker. <laughs> you, you expect a rookie quarterback to do something that – um. That uh, who's that? Aaron Rodgers couldn't do in the playoffs. Score off of turnovers. You could have. They he gonna do that. You acting like it's a fucking easy thing to do, dude. Come Who on, could man. Do it? Who could Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had three turnovers in that AFC and NFC championship. And guess and he, what I said. And they lost. And guess and you what expect I said. A rookie quarterback and, to do something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do. What did I say, Shake? I said Aaron Rodgers had to get it done. You have multiple opportunities to put this mofo in game away against the against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You ain't do your job. You did not do your job. That's that's your job as the quarterback. You need to do your job, and he didn't I, do I that. Think, no I think his point. I think his point is you you would rather have Deshaun Watson than Tua because yes. maybe Deshaun Watson would score a touchdown and they would win that game against Buffalo. Maybe, but you 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 can't you. It's, it, let me tell you something. NFL is is a is a roll of the dice. Uh, sometimes you'll roll a seven, sometimes you won't. It's 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 not an exact science. Just because you get this player doesn't mean doesn't guarantee success at any level, any sport. Okay, but it so, might help. You might it might help. Listen, if you can get just Watson because it might help, in. just because it might help doesn't mean it's going to guarantee. That's the that's the thing that people need to realize. But you, but you got to take risks, right? You gotta, you, right, oh, but you got to take hey, risks, right? You got to hey, take hey, risks. Hold on a second. You got a million dollars. You have a chance to make, get a million dollars. All you got to do is scratch this damn card. That's all you got to do. So you're not going to do it because it's the fact that you might not get it? I, I'm I not saying. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying. It, 
Either way, it doesn't guarantee. There's no guarantee. That's what I'm trying. My thing is, I'm, don't say, don't say what what he could have done when it didn't. It doesn't. Ha- it didn't happen. You could say, oh, if, uh, if we had this, this could happen. If we had that, this could happen. That's why this, you say the game. This goes back to the argument of 2019 when the Dolphins were the laughing stock of the NFL, where they were in the bottom half of every single statistical category. How many wins would Tua have gotten with that team? Answer that question for me before we move on to the Buffalo Bills. If that's I how we go in this, this, how I many? Don't I don't know. I, no, Again. I said okay. Predict then. Predict then. Predict. Give me, give me a number. I'll say. I'll say about, yeah. about this. I'll say about five. I say three, three, three to four is probably a good estimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Because he's not that bad. He's not awful. It's not like he was awful. He was still decent for his poor rookie. So, I mean, I'm going to give him some credit. Yeah, it's not like he was out here. He wasn't out here throwing games away. Yeah. Right? So, at at bare minimum, I mean, that's kind of what you hope to see for a rookie. It's like, yo, man, just don't throw us out the game, bro. Just don't throw us out the game. And I think, you know, if you looked at the the Dolphins last year, that was clearly the, the modus operandi. For two is, hey man, just don't throw the game away. That's it. Now, hey man, capitalize on these turnovers that Xavier Howard is over here working hard. And, and to you get know, I, I understand the <laughs> argument. I understand the argument. You know, maybe you get a few more regular season wins. I understand that argument, but it's thinking small. I'm not worried about getting more regular season wins. I'm thinking about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture do, is what. What I just saw in the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had legitimate star players as role players. Antonio Brown was a role player on that team. And they got him for cheap, though. They were good players for cheap. They had a number of players on that team who are legitimate NFL players and role player positions. And when I say you need a whole ass team, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. I'm all, I'm I'm trying to build the the overall talent level of the team as opposed to overemphasizing the quarterback position as important as it is. I get you. You can do that with Deshaun Watson. How? You got to give up all the draft picks. You got to give up all the draft picks again. Well, you don't you don't have to have first round draft picks for you to still build the team. You know, we, we, we saw we saw a team that had <laughs> Davian Clowney, J.J. Watt, while he was an MVP candidate. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, uh, what, it was either uh, De- uh, Lamar Miller or so. we No, we, name, name it. Like, during that little run where Houston had um, guys on both sides of the ball. Did they go to the Super Bowl? Nothing happens. Okay. So this, 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 this whole, hey, man, just add this one person and then – Everything's gonna take off. How often does that actually work? How often does that? Wait, hey, when your team gets 10 to 18 takeaways, yeah, better something takes you're off. Like you acting like we didn't just come off a 10 win season. Yeah, like we just we just did not come off a 10 win season. We do were a game like, away do you, from the wild card. Do you do you like a million dollars or a hundred million dollars better? <laughs> do you like a Lambo or do you like a Toyota Camry? Oh my god. <laughs> I swear, I swear. Do you man. like? I swear, you, you like? You one of them dudes that goes to Sam's Club, buy that Sam's Club Cheerios, put it in the Honey Nut Cheerios box, and try to sell. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy, are. I don't buy Cheerios. I buy Honey Nut. 
That's what All I right, buy. Carmelo. All right, Carmelo. <laughs> I buy honey nut Cheerios. I don't buy regular Cheerios. All right, Carmelo. Well, let's 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 go ahead and move on to the Buffalo Bills, okay? So the Buffalo Bills surprisingly end up winning in the division with a 13 and 3 record. Currently sitting with five million dollars of cap space. And just yesterday, they ended up re-signing their linebacker, Matt Milano, to a four-year, $41 million deal. Now, I will be the first one to sit back and say this because after our first game against the Buffalo Bills, I was like, yo, this dude, Josh Allen, is still garbage. But for some, but somehow, Josh Allen was able to develop his game during the course of the 2020 season and actually make himself look like a pro bowler. Now, as far as the 2020 season, how can the Buffalo Bills elevate themselves even better than that? Whew, I think, I think, oh, go ahead, Harry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you want to talk about Josh Allen looking like garbage. Now, replay that rookie season film. He, he did not look like an NFL caliber quarterback in his rookie season. So that, uh, and to say that, you know, they surprisingly won the division. Well, they won the division the year prior. So it wasn't that much of a surprise. And what did they do last offseason? They gave him someone to throw to. They have, their whole offense has a level of consistency now, I will say. Now, how do they build on that? Honestly, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, they have the guys to, to do something. They just maybe just need a one or two more guys and have a you know have another strong draft, and they're right there. In my opinion, the Bills are right there. I think that the Bills are in the same in the same breath as the the you know the Buffalo Buffalo sorry the Cleveland Browns. They just came out of nowhere. Like their defense is so great, and Josh Allen. Yes, he started out not good, but he progressed and got better. I I don't think they need much. I think they just need to stay the course. They're to me they're projected to win the division again. In my opinion, I I don't as good as the Dolphins can be i just think that they're not there completely yet and i think buffalo is still a little better than the dolphins so would you say deshaun watson added to the dolphins would you put the dolphins over the bills Mm. Mm, maybe (laughs) i thought i I thought i should ask jake what's (laughs) up man take a shot of that henny man Take a no, shot of that energy. Keep. I want you to keep that same energy. Keep that same <laughs> energy, man. You on fire tonight, bro. Let's go. Let's go. As far as Buffalo Bill, well, Josh Allen, I think what what helped him out is that he had a true number one receiver. Yeah. Uh, with Stephon yeah. Gilmore, with that catch radius, uh, and secondly, I think. Um, again, I, I'm going to say it again: continuity. Uh, he had Brian Dayball for his second year. He had um, and the def- same thing with the defense. It, it's all about gelling together. I think the Dolphins are, are kind of like are following the same path that the Buffalo Bills are, but they're just a little further along than we are. And I think uh, that's it's going to be a tough race. And by the way, Buffalo Bills is my most hated team in the NF- AFC. So even more than the Jets. Oh yeah, Buffalo Bills. Uh, I more care than less the about the Jets. I care less. No, but what Jets. I'm saying is, throughout the history, Dolphins, Miami, and New York sports, you know, they go at it. So I thought yeah. that New York would be the most hated. No, Buffalo, Buffalo, 
Buffalo, as of late, have been a problem. But historically, I would say the Jets have. Yeah, yeah, historically the Jets, (laughs) but as of probably the last decade or so, the Buffalo Bills have been a problem because you you look back at the Dolphins and the the Uh, Bills, like they've always caused the Dolphins problem as far as defensively. Like you can go back to talk about Mario Williams, Jerry Hughes, uh, Marcel Darius, and all them guys up front. They have been a big problem for us. Even Tyrod Taylor has been a problem for us. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, too, has been a problem. I remember when, uh, was it Chris? Eric Moles. When he played for the Jets. Eric Moles. That's a name I have not heard in a long time. Yeah, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's like like early 2000s. Eric Moles. (laughs) You want to talk about Lavernius Coles next? But uh, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's on board with just staying the course for the Buffalo Bills. Um, hey, they're right there. And and obviously we're gonna. I, I don't I don't agree with the fact that Josh Allen's gonna continue to get better. I feel like this is going. This is probably his his ceiling. That's that's my honest opinion. I think this is his ceiling. Either that's a pretty that or high ceiling. That's a great ceiling. He was. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty high ceiling. Yes, absolutely. But. I don't think he could play better better than what he played in 2020. Mm. I disagree. I think I think he'd get better. Yeah, I'd also say. I mean, he has a lot of just natural talent to start with. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's and and look and you know, look what Buffalo did. They got him, and they built the players around him. That's basically what they did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this and in terms of. You know, you want to correlate with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are basically a year behind the Bills in, in all intents and purposes. They're basically mm-hmm. a year behind the Bills. So the Bills followed the ball. The Bills just followed their strategy. And look where they are now. Two ain't mobile like that. And, and, and I heard multiple sources no, that said that um, uh, Josh Allen spent most of his offseason, most of his offseason working on his throwing mechanics. To, to, you know, so that's. What a lot of the good quarterbacks do on their offseason is work on their throwing mechanics. So I think that's what kind of helped him a little bit, uh, you know, get an edge. All right. But before I finish this last sip in NSC, I just want to say one thing. Fuck the Bills. Cheers. Okay. 1,000% agree with that. All right. <laughs> So we're gonna, like I said, this is gonna be a double header today. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to the AFC North, and we're gonna go ahead and start it off with the Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> uh, give me one second. What a mess! What a with mess! The, with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, with 2020 having a 411 and one record, currently sitting with Cincinnati Bengals. What do you got? 43 million dollars in cap space now. Joe Burrow, the first the first overall draft pick last year, ended up having a season-ending knee injury uh, in Week Ten against the Washington Football Team. Uh, his his status is definitely in question. But outside of that, what what could what could help the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021 to make an improvement? A new owner, a new coach, some yeah. new mascots. Uh, overall on the defense, some new cheerleaders, they need everything. They've been, they've been trash for a while. And you know, what's crazy is that they had potential to be great, but I don't know what is it about Cincinnati? Like they, they just been doing this 
ever since Andy Dalton and just I don't know. I just I don't think Joe Burrow is bad. I think he can be great. He he needs some receivers around him. The defense needs some work. They they just need an overall over question. G money real fast. Who had the better rookie season, Tua or Joe Burrow? <laughs> I think Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow didn't even walk out of his rookie season. Hey, so, if, he had, if Tua had the offensive line like that, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have thrown for ten touchdowns. I think Tua. Hmm. I mean. It's it's you know Joe Burrow's in a situation where he's gonna te- his whole offseason is gonna be rehab. His whole offseason is gonna be rehab. So mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be interesting to see what he does in in twenty twenty one. And if he does better than your boy, are you gonna be concerned? I mean, not if we go into the playoffs. I'm not too concerned about it. But that uh, that uh, that that being said, hold on a second. I am not sold. Thirteen and five. Thirteen and five. If we're thirteen and five, there's no way two has a bad. No, season. I'm talking about I'm talking about Joe Burrow's numbers. Thirteen. Yeah, that's thirteen and five. Okay, okay. I mean, those are. I mean, he's the, the those are not bad numbers from a rookie quarterback. I would phenomenal say, so. numbers considering what the supporting cast was looking like. So there's, is he more talented? Than Hogan. Yes. Yeah, there's no question. Eh. Okay. Eh. I would even. I would even. Eh. I would even go as far and say. If you put Joe Burrow in that 2019 Dolphins <clears throat> team, the Dolphins probably win two more games. I mean, look, he's the number one pick in the draft. So it, it's I can only hate on him so much. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll say this much. Uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, uh, the, the first year he took over the Bengals, you know, they were not a, gr- a good team, but they weren't the worst team in the league. But they played like the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. And one My, thing I've persistently seen from Zach Taylor coach teams so far since he's been with the Bengals is they underperform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I saw Brian Flores take literal garbage in 2019 and squeeze out five wins. Like he took he took Dairy Queen employees and squeezed five wins out that. Hey. I seen Zach Taylor play, you know, get, get handed not the greatest hand in the deck, but a reasonable hand and not do much with it in 2019. I didn't see him do much with his hand in 2020 either. So I, I, I'm not sold my, that their head coach my whole is, point, is a guy. My whole point with Cincinnati is that they need a, they need an environmental change, like their yeah. mindset. They're, 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 they're organizations. Yeah, they're losers. They're, they're, the mindset is like, okay, we're already sorry. We're not going to try. It's like I, I've seen them so much give up on plays and and, and, you know, just let guys pass them and they're playing zone. Like, they're just – their mindset is bad. They just need a whole different mm. environment. Mm. Like a culture change. Yeah, Culture change, yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, G-Money, I forgot to uh, thank you for that 2019 win that we got against the Eagles. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, was the, when was the last time your team won, huh? At least we got one in my lifetime. That's all I care about. I, I'm done. I could be done with football if I wanted to. I hey, see the when, when's the last time? He's, yeah. got, he's, he's, he's got us on that point, man. Just leave when it when is the last up. time yeah. you had a quarterback walk out the door where he won you a Super listen, Bowl like that? Listen, listen. We got one. That's all I care about. Okay. Hey, hey. That's okay. But guess what? You're going to be looking at us winning 
2022 and 2023. Wait, but who's team, us? Are you a Dolphins fan or are you a Cowboys I'm, fan? I'm, a Eagle, I'm a Dolphins fan, no, but... On this show, I have to play a neutral role because you are an two, undercover Jets fan. We have two biased <laughs> Dolphins fans. No, on not here. anymore because so now I can't. Who's I can't biased? be. I can't. Yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. You know what? You are you a fan of whatever team Adam Gase is coaching? You gonna be a fan of the Columbus, <laughs> the Columbus High School Blue Jackets next season? I'm gonna so. be, be a Seattle Seahawks fan because he's gonna be the offensive coordinator. No, All no, right. he's not the offensive coordinator. They already had the offensive coordinator. It's not him. Who's going to be quarterback of that team? Well, whatever team he going to now. Who's going to be quarterback of Seattle? Mm. It don't matter. It's going to be great. Okay, yeah, you know, it matters. It's it going to be great. It does matter. It matters. Uh, uh, but uh, real quick, though, uh, receiver, offensive line, and pass rusher is definitely a priority and need for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially the offensive line because of the lack of protection for Joe Burrow, for that for that to end up happening, for him to tear his ACL, uh, is going to be pivotal. So I yeah. that will put the microscope on the offensive line first because they have they have the running game with Joe Mixon. Um, I like I like their I like the receiver the rookie receiver last year T Higgins. If they just add another piece at the receiver position, I feel like they can they can they can they can make some noise in the AFC North. Which, by the way, the AFC North is a very, very, very competitive division. I think probably mm-hmm. the most competitive division in, in football right now. But yeah, we we all agree. We all we all in agreement with those positions of need. Yeah, I mean that yeah. those and those and many other, those and mm-hmm. many others. But those are the main ones, though. Look, man, they just need to that's keep. The they need to keep Joe line. Burrow. They need to keep Joe Burrow healthy. That's that's priority number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a golden goose. Okay, so G Money. Now, now the moment of truth. I know you've been, you've been, you've been waiting the last couple of pods to voice your opinion on, on uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But the Baltimore Ravens, eleven and five in two thousand twenty, currently sitting with seventeen million dollars in cap space. Probably the pop main topic of discussion right now was Lamar Jackson and that contract extension. We just saw what that got. Now. Let's go ahead and try to construct the contract for Lamar Jackson. First, I, I just have a question for the panel. Why is there so much hate against him? Like, what is he? What do you guys see that I don't, you don't see him. a future in him? I don't know. Or hate hates him. him. I love him. That's not me. Why does That's everybody not me. always yeah. think I hate somebody when I critique them? This no, is no, what I, okay. it is. I, okay. I criticize. Here's my thing. I don't I feel like Lamar Jackson's style of play is not going to be sustainable longevity-wise. That's number 1. Number 2, he has not shown progression as a quarterback from year 1 to year 2 to year 3. That those are my issues. Now, Baltimore Ravens fans NFL fans complain saying who we got to throw to. I look at it as unless unless they draft a receiver, I don't see a star wide receiver wanting to play in Baltimore based off of how the offense is constructed for Lamar Jackson. Because you got to think about it. As a former receiver, I did not play on a professional level. I just I just played at the, the high school level. 
I don't want to block for you 70% of the time. I want to go out there and catch passes. Also, when it comes down to contracts, there are incentives involved where you got to catch a certain amount of balls and a certain amount of touchdowns and all that stuff in, in that as well. So that's a, that's another thing. But I, I just I just just the fact that I just do not see progression in Lamar Jackson's game. Like it just goes from read one. We're going to try to make it to read two and then we're just going to take off. That's just all. That's what just what it is. What I see. But you know what? That's what that was. That was my point. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's the play calling. Maybe if he had a better offensive coordinator that would open up the play playbook more, maybe that's what it is because he has talent. He's very talented. He, mm-hmm. I, I think that if he had a better offensive coordinator, maybe his career would be better. That's just my opinion. So I don't. I'm sold on him. I like him. I, I think that he's a he's he can be he has great potential. He just need a better coach. Here, here's the thing: why I disagree with that. We can go back and we'll talk about the Buffalo Bills game because you had they had an opportunity to win the game. Probably that that on that drive was probably the best drive throughout the whole playoffs that the Baltimore Ravens had. He threw a pick six. And then you can go back to the game against the Tennessee Titans, which they should have lost. On the first drive of the game, he threw an out route. Don't get me wrong, or who what receiver that was. And he ended up cutting them short by like three or four yards. That ended up being a pick. So it's I you just gotta you, like those are those are basic quarterback throws that you need to make, and he cannot make those throws unless it's like a seam route or or a deep post to the tight end or a shallow mm-hmm. cross where a receiver is coming underneath. I don't see Lamar Jackson making no other pass. So he can't throw downfield, is what you're saying? No. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not right rolling. Now. <laughs> I'm not wrong with that analysis. So, so get 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 geared to his talent. Get to his talent. You know, get the receivers. Get the play calling to help him. Mm-hmm. If he can't throw downfield, if that's the issue, then run those plays that way. You know, those those post routes and all that. That's. Yeah, I think that he just needs a better offensive minded coach that can help him to his. You know, gear to his talent. But if I you said, can't do uh, that, then how are you going to? If Kyle Shanahan was Lamar Jackson's coach, we'd be we'd be talking differently about Lamar Jackson. I'll say it like that, because yeah. when he he's he runs a true West Coast offense, that's yeah. essentially mm-hmm. what Lamar Jackson. He needs. runs a Lamar Jackson offense. That's what he. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You know what? He he runs it better than Greg Roman does. So if you know, Lamar is one of those special talents where you got to buy all the way in with him, and they got to get an offensive coordinator that can highlight his talents. Because I mean. You know, the whole run, you know, run Lamar out the pistol all day long. I mean, the, the league caught up. The league caught up yeah. with that. So at, at a certain point, you got to diversify the offense or you got to get him one main guy. Like, I don't know how, if Devin Duvernay is really. <laughs> Wait, that guy. ain't the number one guy. So, you got you got Hollywood over there. Don't, he's not a number is, one guy. Hollywood's not, not a number one guy. I didn't say he was, but he's a he deep the, crack guy. He's a better guy, though, over Duvernay. He's, He's a deep he's and I'm not saying he's only a deep threat guy, but that's his primary usage. Right? Like you gotta define guys and roles. I think if 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 Hollywood is your deep guy, that's a great role for him to play. And listen, just, I, I got an idea. I got an idea. Yeah. Sorry, Shake. Just um the Eagles are thinking about trading or giving away Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz on the Ravens, no? You don't think that would be good for him? There he got Mark Andrews though. Uh and Zach Ertz okay. is, you know, becoming a little long in the tooth. 
so to say, so to say. Seasoned. He's becoming seasoned. seasoned yeah. yeah, he's 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 on he's he's on the Greg Olson plan right now. You know, he's on the phase out plan. They well, he phase he on the Jimmy Graham. He on the Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham. About to get phased out. He on the Jimmy Graham. About to get phased out. Go ahead, Shake. Take a sip, man. Take a sip. All right. Now, I did take a sip. And I'm going to quote uh, my buddy uh, Joe Pesci in that movie, um, My Cousin Vinny. Everything that guy said was bullshit. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. He did progress from his rookie year to his sophomore year. And saying he doesn't throw the deep ball. Remember the game opener uh, in 2019, how he was hitting um, Marquise Brown with no issues? I don't care about the the cornerback level. He did versus the Dolphins. Yes, he did prove that he could throw a deep pass against the Dolphins. Yes, so he 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 has Dolphins where people were saying they need to swap the Dolphins out with Alabama. It, It don't matter. He could throw the pass. That's unfortunate, you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's if you're it. wide, if you're wide open, I can throw the pass. Who, who, name one quarterback that could throw deep, that 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 could throw those, make those passes with somebody covering them t- uh, in a tight window. Oh wait, that one a tight window. They had like five, name, name ten a, yards of separation. Name, name, name a quarterback that could throw, make deep passes to a tight window with with to a without to an average wide receiver. Uh, any quarterback, name one. If you have, if you have Lamar Jackson's ability, you're still not naming one. I said anybody. You give me anybody. the name. You can't name you. Then that no, no name. How about anybody. okay? So how about okay? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. How, how about this? Robert Griffin the third. How about that? Robert Griffin the third. And who was he throwing to? It it don't matter if you're ten yeah. yards open. You should be able to hit that receiver. So he can he can throw deep passes. No, he can throw. No, he can no, throw. no. Yes, he can. Yes, if he your can. butt naked wide and, and open, he can throw. Let's not, oh let's, not let's not do that. No, no, and, and everybody, and, and everybody says that you're a hater because you go out of your way to take shots at Lamar Jackson every chance you get. And you every see this G money. You see this G money. They he could throw deep passes when they're ten yards open. Who does that remind you of? Hmm. Toa Tagovailoa, Alabama. He was throwing the receivers ten yards wide open. See another you know another saying? person that he takes shots at any chance he get. It's messed up here. Oh, the... <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Uh, what about Josh Rosen? See, I knew he was gonna bring that up. <laughs> I knew he was gonna bring that up. If he always goes ten, back to Josh Rosen, takeaways. I bet you them Dolphins would have beat. The the Denver Broncos. I bet you that. Yeah, yeah I bet yeah. you that. And and, and, and those three starts and those three starts that he had against Miami, he ain't scored that one touchdown. Uh, excuse me. Defense was ranked thirty second. Uh, excuse me. He ain't scored that one touchdown. Defense is ranked thirty second. You give him. You give him a, a Xavier Howard pick. I bet you he'll take advantage of that opportunity. I bet what, you that. What does that have to do with him being on offense? If you're starting at the ten yard line and going Man. fucking eighty yards down the fucking dude, this field. motherfucker couldn't get a touchdown. Let him know touchdown. Who was so starting on the fucking bullshit? That is bullshit, and you know it. That is bullshit. What are you saying? And you know it. We could do a whole show on the Dolphins. 
It always comes back Bullshit. to me. Bullshit. Bro. Don't say you can hit a when, fucking bond door. Are you serious? He is way yes, more accurate serious. than Tua. Way yeah, more right. accurate. Let's not be yeah, ridiculous. Right. Way more accurate. Drops. Let's, way let's, more accurate than Couldn't complete a pass to save his life. And like to wide I said, open players. Like I said. To wide were, open players. I, hey, if he had that offensive line Tua had, he would have played a whole lot better it's than Tua. Buds. That ain't if it you do. You see what you want to see. You see what you want to see. If he had that's what you do. You see what you want to see. I see I see realness. You see bullshit. I see real. Yeah, real bullshit. I see real. I see real. I see real. If if I'm looking, if I'm looking up and the offensive line ain't blocking, ask G Money. Carson Wentz, every time he look up, he getting hit. He getting hit. Left exactly. and right. Exactly. Yeah. What Josh Rosen go back, he looking up, he getting hit. Two would come back, he get two or three seconds in the pocket, he break the pocket, and he make it a throw. So why are you comparing the two and Josh Rosen didn't even get the opportunity? That's all I'm saying to you. But yeah, you keep on you, you go ahead and say that to Josh Rosen, he go he throwing overthrows. When it comes down to it, if you can't set your feet to throw the ball, shake, you're not going to make accurate passes. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> that's why he's not. On, that's why he wasn't on a team till uh, all the way till late last year. Hey, to each his own. Like I said, hey, look at the facts. Look, look at the yeah. facts. Look at the facts. Next team. Next team. <laughs> Good Ravens talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he brought that crap up because he sat back and was talking about a uh, uh, a ten yard when somebody throw the ball to him ten yards wide open. Come on, no, now, man, it was no ten yards, man. Come on, it was ten it yards. They were no, butt naked. No, no, he wasn't, man. They were but they put no, up fifty wasn't. points on the Dolphins. Fifty points. They were ten mm. yards wide open. Shake. Dude, come on. You got to stop hating on Lamar Jackson like that. Come on. I'm not hating. I'm yes, just you telling are. you I'm being real. I'm yeah, being, being real. real. Being, being real fake. Go ahead. I'm being next, real. <laughs> next, next team. Next team. Next team is, is, the, is, the, is the, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns. Excuse me. 11-5 and five record for the Cleveland Browns. Surprising, I'm pretty sure, to almost everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. when, and currently has $25 million in cap space. That's what's up. Now, again, probably playing in the most difficult division in football currently right now. Probably I would ask is what would be the move to put them in first place for 2021? Keep doing what you're doing. Doing what you're doing. But they got to figure out, Odell, like, are they going to keep him? Are they going to trade him? If you trade him, you can get some great assets and you work on that defense um, so they got to figure out what they're going to do about him because they have another wide receiver who's just as good to me, in my opinion. Oh, you talking about Jarvis Landry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have yeah. depth at the wide receiver core. So I don't think Odell would losing him would really hurt. Um, I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you think if they lose the quality at the wide receiver position that Baker immediately takes a step back? Because I mean, he has, legit pro ball wide receivers on both sides of the field. That's true. Like that's, that's, that's something that, you know, to me, the, the Browns are kind of like, they're a little bit like uh, 
the NFC version of the Bills, where they've been kind of slowly building the past few years. And, you know, they took a step back, but they got back together because they didn't have a real head coach uh, the season before last. They had a fake head coach. So, you know, just, just count that as a lost year. But they came back this year with a real head coach, making real progress, man. I mean, they need, they need what they need is more pass rushing. I think they, yeah. they need to shore up that defensive line, the front seven, um, and that would make him good. And I think Odell trading him, it's, it's, it sounds crazy trading Odell Beckham Jr. He's such a great talent, but he's if you can trade him and get some assets on the defensive line, I don't think it would be that much of a drop for Baker. I think they would still progress, especially with that running attack they got. I'll tell yeah. you, uh, and you know, speaking of their defense, I mean, they got. One of the best defensive players in the league, uh, rushing the pass with Miles Garrett. So they're not too far away. They're not too far. This is a very consequential offseason for them because they make the right moves. They 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 make the right moves. Hey, it's not out of the question. It's not out Can of the question. Can they win a division though? Can they beat the Steelers and the Ravens for the division? They could beat the Steelers. Ooh, I will say maybe. I don't know and, about that. And maybe. and and a maybe is 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 an achievement for the Cleveland Browns. True. Jake, take a sip, man. Take a sip and buckle no, your seatbelt. Take a sip <laughs> and buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> no, I think I, I think that uh, the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Browns um, their their whole offense is predicated on the run. It's, it doesn't really matter. I mean. And that's why Jarvis Landry is a good fit there because he was a great uh great blocking wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. Odell Beckham isn't that, so they could they could actually get rid of him. Um uh, but that's one thing exactly. I, I uh, one thing I will keep it real though, even though I'm a big Jarvis Landry guy, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. But he is he is a complimentary number two at best. He is not a wide a number one wide receiver. I think that if you get him like a who he he he'll be a good complimentary to like a Julio Jones. Or to like a, a you know a Megatron, you know what I mean? Somebody that's complimentary, like a bat, or like a Robin to a Batman, you know what I mean? That's that's why I think his role is. I don't think he's a number one receiver, but you know, I think he's yeah. a good number two. Yeah, I think he could be number one for the Browns. He could be number one for that team if they, you know, if they're a primary running team. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, is, yeah. Your, what is your definition of a number one receiver? Jerry Rice. <laughs> Randy I'm talking Bush. like as far as like in, intangibles. Like, what do you Intangible? see? Yes, like what do you see well, to make I, a guy a number one guy? I, I think you want you want a guy that the defense has to actively scheme to shut down. That to me is a number one. Is you have to change up your defensive scheme to shut this one player down. Yeah. Right. Yes. You have That's, to double him. If you, if a guy exactly. is, you have to come and double him immediately, which would leave up more room for the other wide receivers and the mm-hmm. tight ends. Yeah. If you treat him like a normal player, you're going to get burned. Right. That's my definition mm-hmm. of a number one. Like when I used to see when I used to see one on one coverage with Randy Moss, I'm like, "What are you guys doing? Like, yeah. that's Randy Moss. Like, what is the, that's that's you can't leave a player like that one on one coverage. That's a, a definition of a a top end wide receiver, a number one wide receiver. Yeah, and I, I get your point. Landry is can't is not that, but I think he can be that for the Browns if they focus more on the running game. Hmm, I th- I agree. I mean, I think it's particularly with his intangibles as a run blocker, you know, DeVore brought up that 
wide receivers aren't really trying to run block, but when you got a guy, and there are some out there that like that love the run block. Jerry Rice was a good run blocker. Steve Smith was a good run blocker. Uh, definitely, yeah. th- Heinz Ward. There are some guys yeah, out definitely. there that that you know they 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 got their uh, they got some recognition for that. I, I I'll say you know it's kind of like with the NBA and a guy named Chris Middleton, where like he's <laughs> not really a star. Like if he's your number one, your team's not that good, but he's. He's kind of has a talent level of a number one, but he ain't a number one. But if he's your number two, you're happy with it. And I think that's what it is with Jarvis is, is if Jarvis is your number one, you're probably looking for an upgrade. If he's your number two, you're happy with it. Uh, that being said, man, Odell comes with a high price tag. So yeah. he, ain't, might, he ain't going to be that expensive. Yeah, they may, they, may, they may be able to, well, well, are you saying Odell ain't going to be that expensive? No. Uh, I can see, I can see, I can see a first round pick for him. You better oh, check the market no. price. You, oh, you, don't no. so? you don't think so? Oh no! No, only He's because of his contract. Receiver. Only because, because of his contract. contract. Yeah, because of his contract and his age. He only, he's only uh, twenty seven, but I still don't think he's going for a first. You probably don't get it. No, I think so. I think I'll so. Probably, I think so. probably a second and a third, but you're not getting a first. What about late first? Well, okay. Right. Maybe maybe see, uh, even a late third first, yes. I could see the Rams giving him a, a second or a third for him. Yeah, like, come on yeah. now. We can't stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, that 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 hasn't stopped numerous players from getting paid. <laughs> right? Like like Jadavian Clowney, I don't think has played a full season his whole career. Which sucks because he's he has so much potential. That's that is the story of his career, <laughs> right? Yeah. So much potential, but uh, you know, to a, to a, to a certain extent, with the Browns, luckily they're not wholly dependent on the run game. I mean, sorry, they're not wholly dependent on the pass game. So, but then there are, you always comes comes apart in the playoffs where teams know exactly what you do well. And they scheme to take that away. And you need one guy or you, or you need a handful of guys that can do something that your offense doesn't specialize in. If you're a run first team, for example, like the Titans, they need a guy like A.J. Brown to stretch the field. The team defense is honest, right? My thing is if you just if you allow Jarvis to be your number one, who who's who's not keeping the whole defense from stacking the box? So wait, got, are we in yeah. Are we in a consensus? Are we keeping Odell or are we trading them if we're the Browns? Trade. Trade. I think you got to find a replacement for him. You got to find Shake. someone that can stretch, stretch the field. You got Rashad Higgins. He played well for them. Yeah. 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 He was okay. He did. He played well in his role. He played well in his role. I agree with and that. Plus, you, you, wasn't, you didn't miss a beat with without Odell, so why would you be encouraged to keep him? True. That's the regular season, though. That's the regular season. They made talking, it almost. They almost made it to the conference championship. And that's what I'm saying is, when you get like, I don't view things as playing to get regular season wins. I'm talking about when the playoffs come and you have to come out of your comfort zone a little bit because teams are keying in on what you do best. You need someone that can break out and 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 and, and give you some balance. Yeah, I but think the Odell, thing is with Odell gets him some balance, but at a high price tag. 
I think the thing is, is different in football. The regular season matters more than in basketball. So I get your point, but you have to get wins to get to the playoffs. So I, I think sure. that you should get you should put more onus on the regular season as well. But once you get in the playoffs, you need somebody to put you over the top and get you to the yeah. Super Bowl. So I get your point too. That's what separates the good players from the great players. They're gonna have to be able to elevate their game on the on the grandest stages. Yeah. Yeah. That's what separates Tios from everybody else, you know? Yeah. Because I don't seen him <laughs> ball out in the Super Bowl on one foot. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. He should if the if the Eagles would have won, he would have got the MVP, definitely. Yes. Oh, you mean he'd have a statue outside. Oh, oh, you meant T.O., the wide receiver. I, I thought you were saying uncle in Spanish. Sorry. No, no, no not, 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 not T.O. <laughs> All right, so the the eighth and final team, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. End up winning the division with a 12-4 and four record. <clears throat> Excuse me. Currently sitting with $5 million in, 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 in the salary cap. But they just ended up bringing back Ben Roethlisberger back onto the squad and restructuring his contract. They can end up saving over $15 million if if they're able to pull that off. Now, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, what you think? What, what, what can we do to the Pittsburgh Steelers to put them over the hump? Okay, I want to go first on this one. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm saying this. The Eagles were my team, right? But the Steelers were my second team. I was so pissed off that they lost to the Browns. Like, how do you do that? They're such a fraud team. They had this great year, and they get to the playoffs and lose in their first game. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what is that? That pissed me off so much. Like, I get Browns were on to come up, but you don't lose to the Browns in the playoffs. You just don't do that. You just don't. Like, you're the Steelers. You're supposed to at least challenge whoever the top team was. Like, they were the top team. I, that pissed me off. I just need, I needed to get that out. That Steelers loss in the playoffs was horrible. Like, oh, they had a great year. I'm thinking they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking that Ben is going to retire with the championship, and it just came out of just – like, how do you lose to the Browns? You cannot do that. Like, no. That, okay, I'm done. I, I just need to get that out. These these Browns are different, man. These these Browns – these, these, and, these, and, these, and, these and they was playing with COVID. And they was playing with COVID. Yeah, True. man. But, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of the Steelers, man, they've been – look, man, they they, they – they appear to have the regular season formula formula worked out. Like when regular season games ain't, I mean, winning regular season games at the end of the year is a problem for them. But generally speaking, winning and making the playoffs is not a problem for them. Now, when it comes to, you know, not just, uh, not just making an appearance in the playoffs, but actually being a legitimate threat, you know, they've been selling them wolf tickets for a while now out here mm-hmm. talking about, you know, big bands going to throw the ball all around the yard all the teams are throwing the ball around the yard now. Uh, so, you know, at, at a certain point, Steelers are going to win games. They're going to have a winning record. They're always going to do that. Now, in terms I of winning that, it all, mm-hmm. I don't have no faith. I don't have any faith in the Steelers to do that. So as far as, as a, their free agency – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, they really, they really needed to get that. They really – the Steelers and the Packers are the two teams that really could have used J.J. Watt. Like, if J.J. Watt would have signed with either one of them teams, I would have been a little bit higher on them. But 
Hey, man, it is what it is. Yeah, man. What are they, what are they gonna do with Lamarcus uh, Marcus Allen? Um, are they gonna keep him or is he is he unrestricted? Mm. Lamarcus Allen? Hmm. No, not Lamarcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Sorry, I don't know why I said. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I'm on like on Google like Lamarcus Allen. Is this a new guy? Uh, I don't know. I think honest. him. I think that they need more pass rushing. I think JJ Watt. I agree with you. Would have been perfect for the Steelers. I, they should have gotten him. That that would have helped them. That might have helped them. You know, get past whatever is holding them back. Um, but they they also need an offensive line. I don't think Ben can continue to get hit. Um, oh, he did get signed back. I don't know why I was tripping. He did get signed. Oh, he back. did get signed back. Yeah, he got Marcus signed Allen? back to mm-hmm. one year deal. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think that they, I think that they're there. I think they just need something. I'm not sure what they need to help them in the playoffs. Like I don't understand. The last few years they've been losing in the playoffs. I can tell you what they need: another quarterback. Uh, the thing about Big Ben is, if you look at Big, uh, every time I look at Big Ben, I always think of the movie RoboCop. Have you ever seen the original movie RoboCop? How he was, yeah. was moving. That's how Big Ben moves <laughs> nowadays. He doesn't even, he doesn't even move his, over the years. He, do, he doesn't even bend his knees to move. It's like he walks like he walks without bending his knees, man. He's like a stiff. Yeah. So he, he's stiff. He, he's done. Nah, he so yeah, I, I think I think I, I think um my opinion, Dwayne Haskins, if he's in the right situation, I think if they groom him up well and he get his head out his ass. I think Dwayne Haskins could be a good quarterback because one thing that Pittsburgh and let me tell you something you can see back there see the terrible towel I'm with you G, uh, Pittsburgh's my second team too for uh, reasons I'm not going to get into right now but um and you know Pittsburgh has no issues on drafting receivers it's like every year they can get a receiver out of their ass somewhere you know what I mean mm-hmm. especially last year with Claypool so uh, I think they just need another quarterback. But the thing is, they don't have time to groom another quarterback or wait till he gets better. They, they're the Steelers' mentality has always been the same. We want to win the Super Bowl. We want to win the championship right now. Yeah. And I think they're going to stretch Ben out as much as they can. I don't think he has so many years left. Like I think he's in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Eventually, they're going to, you know, get old mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so well, maybe. Aaron Rodgers hasn't showed any signs of decline. We've seen signs of decline with Big Roethlisberger. So I'm I was shocked to see him actually come back because, like, he just don't look like the same Big Ben Roethlisberger. Should just held it up to be completely honest with you. But uh, we'll see. Also, shout out to Marcus Allen from the decent from the Maryland area. That's what's up. Yeah, man, Steelers. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like the Steelers winning. 10 to 12. It's like almost like the Steelers winning 12 games. It's like other teams winning, going seven and nine or nine and seven. Mm. Like, like 12 wins is, is like their floor, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if they if they win less than 12 games, that's like a terrible year for them. Like, a 10 win season for the Steelers mm-hmm. is like a bad year. So, at, at a certain point, like, we know you can win 12 games. You know, like, what are you going to do when you get the playoffs? That, that, that's the thing with the Steelers. You know what? I just want to say one point, sort of off subject. I think throughout the years, we were talking about this off offline. 
uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, in my opinion, has been the best rivalry in sports since 2000. No, no question. In, in football, at least. Steelers yeah, versus Ravens okay. have always been classic, yeah. classic matchups. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just, I can't yeah. think of anything at the top, but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about all time? No, not all time. Just since the oh, turn of the century. Since he says 2000. It's 2000. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm a beg to differ. Any team that Tom Brady and any team Peyton Manning was playing on, that was the rivalry. Mm. See, but the thing is, the, well, the Steelers the and the Ravens rivalry. play every the vision rivalry. Yeah. Well, no. I, I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. I think Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, them two specifically. But I think as far as teams rivalry, there's nothing better than Steelers versus Ravens, even still to this day since last season. Those two games that they played were classic. Went I down to the saying. wire. Yeah. I, I know I hear, I know the, the, the Steelers-Browns rivalry gets a little spicy uh, at times, but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Final thoughts before we end up closing this out, fellas. Uh, well, first of all, I think in terms of rivalries, rivalries only work if if it's two good teams playing. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the 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 Jets and Dolphins are rivals, but they neither one have been particularly good the past uh, half decade or so. So no one really acknowledges it as a rivalry, even though they uh, mm-hmm. they kind of hate their gut. Even though I would love to see uh, maybe a Dolphins Bengals rivalry start off, especially after last year's game. <laughs> They're out here mm-hmm. uh, targeting your boy, Jakeem Grant's head. But, uh, mm-hmm. as always, it's a pleasure to come on here. Uh, you know, yell, yell at DeVore about uh, his, 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 <laughs> his, 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 his admiration for uh, uh, barely Case. qualified quarterbacks and head coaches. Uh, I'll see y'all soon, man. Yeah. And, and and one thing I want about the rivalry, a, a good example of rivalry is Florida versus Florida State because uh, they owe um, mm-hmm. one will get one year they get the best of their. That's not a consistent. Uh, Florida isn't winning uh, about twenty years in a row, and neither is Florida State. Like Florida, Florida and Tennessee is a joke. We we we've crushed Tennessee um, most of the times when they play each other. You know what I mean? But Florida and Florida mm-hmm. State, that's a great rivalry. Uh, yeah. uh, for the fact that they they beat each other, it's and 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 we hate each other's guts. So not as much as I hate UM though, but it's close. <laughs> I hear you. But cheers, shake, shake, man. Your energy tonight was was, was great. Good. I love it. We need more of that. And hey. um, as I knew I, it was in there, Shake. I just had to, I just had to slap your ass one good time to get that animal out. I needed it. I needed that. Ass. And you know what? I, I just, I just want to say, like, you know, every time I appreciate you guys allowing me to be a part of this. This is great. Again, I can't wait till we get to NBA talk because I'm going in on whoever disagrees. Oh boy, I can't wait to get to NBA talk, man. Oh man. yeah, man. Oh man. All right, so. Again, check this out. We're going to be back Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, considering the fact that free agency starts Wednesday of 4 p.m. Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken. So we got two more divisions left. We have the AFC South and we have the AFC West. So Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe button. You can also be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and all other major streaming platforms. This is the Not For Debate. 
We up out of here, man. Peace. Adios, amigos.